I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Hello. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I could start this podcast by talking about how it felt to touch my breasts against another woman's breasts and see her body and realize it, it was, it was like mine and the ecstasy and the eroticism of that moment and the way that I felt alive and the way that that changed me. I could start by telling you about Kenny and how the moment that I, not the, the first moment, but that, that there was a moment that, that him and I were interacting, how that changed me. And who I wanted Kenny real bad. Hmm. <laughs> I wanted Kenny real bad. I could tell you that story. I could tell you the story about finding out that there's sex clubs in Portland and going to them. I could, I could tell you (laughs) what it's like to date couples when you're married and I could start by introducing some sort of lesson that I learned with my former husband in our time of non-monogamy. So I could start with some of those things, but what I really want this podcast to be about is an understanding that I refound myself. I refound my wild woman, my innate gut following, intrinsic nature, the thing that makes me feel alive. I refound that in myself through my exploration of sensual living, of sexuality, of intimacy, in the intimacy of a physical intimacy and an emotional intimacy with others. And the way that that has thrown open my soul in a way that I cannot contain it. And it comes out of my eyeballs sometimes <laughs> on my face and, and the way that I am alive, the way that I use the emoji of a lion because it feels wild. And there's this, there's this growl 
in me. And there's this joy in me that is leaping. And And did you know that there's some lionesses? I heard this once. I should probably fact check before I share it on the podcast. So, you know, fact check this before you share it. Um, That uh, that there's some random lionesses will sometimes grow a mane. That's fantastic. This podcast is about refinding myself and refinding myself as this wild woman and, and thinking of Clarissa Piccola Estes, her book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. She talks about refinding this wild woman and this, this wild woman, not being wild as in out of control, but wild as in this innate understanding, the wild as in the natural self. The person who has, who has boundaries, the person who, who has an innate integrity, innate meaning like the inner, like that being able to pay attention. That's what this is. This is what, this is what the yoga is. And I think more and more than ever, like I just think about how do we live well? How do we live awake? How do we live in, in a way that we can set down our pain and not have to try to hold and hide it from each other? How do we allow and invite ourselves to become braver so that we can experience more joy? I think about that. I think about the way that our presence in a moment is our paying attention and the way that I have refound that in myself. It wasn't through having babies. And some people, when they have babies, when they become parents, when they watch these, these things that have come out of them and then are living and walking, that they are enlivened in the world. That was not me. Although I love my children dearly. And I think it is a miracle that that happens. That they can come out of me. That's crazy. So crazy and amazing. Both awe. Like I want this mixture of awe <laughs> and like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. For a long time, I have been wondering when I would say, hey, guess what? I was now monogamous for a while. And today's that day. And I'm divorced now after being, after opening my marriage. I know a lot of people who are also divorced after opening marriage. I also know people who got married because they met during being non-monogamous as single people. Um, yes, that exists. And they've gotten married since and they live an open relationship lifestyle. Um, there's a lot of different words you could, you could name lots of different things on there. Um, open relationships, swingers, polyamorous, there's like, um, non-monogamish or monogamish. There's a lot of different ways. Everybody can make their own rules, right? I, I, I talk about this so often, like make your own fucking rules. You already do. Like you already do think about the way that you parent versus somebody else. There's a thousand ways to be right. I love that from the podcast with Shayla. 
a lot in those last couple of weeks. Like there's a thousand ways to be right. Doesn't matter whether it's the way you do your job, the way you type on the keyboard, like the way you form a sentence, the way that, I mean, I mean, there's some structured sentence, right. But like you get to use your own creativity in so many ways in your life. There's a thousand ways to be right. And so I think it works. I think it can work. And I want this podcast to be the share of, well, this podcast is a share of the way that I refound my wild self through this sensual exploration of myself. I've refound a confidence in myself. I, by opening myself up to experience intimacy in many different ways with other people, it has led me to understand myself and through all of it, I would choose every single fucking thing again to be this, this woman that I am everything, everything, everything. And even though my open marriage then went from openness to then getting divorced. That is not failure. Perhaps to some that is. I think it's a giant success story, actually. And in no way was there a step forward into being non-monogamous as a way to try to stay together. I know that there are certain situations where, where folks might try to do that. That was definitely not our story. The story was one of curiosity um, and one of gradual yeses and then learning where no's were, learning how to communicate, and then eventually like learning so many skills to navigate the lifestyle that we did that we could look each other in the face and say, what do we want? How do I love you the best that I can? This is love too. It's the fourth podcast I posted. This podcast is going on almost two years old now. It's the fourth episode. There's an episode called this is love too, where I shared about, about my former husband and moving out and our divorce is official as of this past December. And and uh, and even now, this is love too. And during during our open time and supporting and loving each other, that was love too. And now this is love too. And what a gift it is to have him in my life still and continually. And I would choose every fucking thing. I know I already said this. I would choose it all again because... because I need to be this woman. I want to be this woman. And there's a way that I have become alive and awake in a way that this was the path. And it is not the path for everyone. I'm going to read a passage for you from Women Who Run With The Wolves. It's talking about the wild woman archetype meaning 
that tap into that innate natural instinct, that knowing. I'm going to read for you now. Page five. There are times when we experience her, even if only fleetingly, and it makes us mad with wanting to continue. For some women, this vitalizing taste of the wild comes during pregnancy, during nursing their young, during the miracle of change in oneself as one raises a child, during attending to a love relationship as one would attend to a beloved garden. A sense of her also comes through the vision, through the sights of great beauty. I have felt her when I see what we call in the woodlands a Jesus God sunset. I have felt her move in me from seeing the fishermen come up from the lake at dusk with lanterns lit, and also from seeing my newborn baby's toes all lined up like a row of sweet corn. We see her where we see her, which is everywhere. She comes to us through sound as well, through music, which vibrates the sternum, excites the heart. It comes through the drum, the whistle, the call, and the cry. It comes through the written and the spoken word. Sometimes a word, a sentence, or a poem, or a story is so resonant, so right, it causes us to remember, at least for an instance, what substance we are really made from, and where is our true home? These transient tastes of the wild come during the mystique of inspiration. Ah, there it is. Oh, now it has gone. The longing for her comes when one happens across someone who has secured this wildish relationship. The longing comes when one realizes one has given scant time to the mystic cook fire or to the dream time. Too little time to one's own creative life, one's life work, or one's true loves. Yet it is these fleeting tastes which come both through beauty as well as loss, that come to us so bereft, so agitated, so longing, that we eventually must pursue the wildish nature. Then we leap into the forest or into the desert or into the snow and run hard, our eyes scanning the ground, our hearing sharply tuned, searching under, searching over, searching for a clue, a remnant, a sign that she still lives, that we have not lost our chance. And when we pick up her trail, it is typical of women to ride hard to catch up, to clear off the desk, clear off the relationship, clear out one's mind, turn to a new page, insist on a break, break the rules, stop the world, for we are not going on without her any longer. Once women have lost her and then found her again, they will contend to keep her for good. Once they have regained her, they will fight and fight hard to keep her, for with her their creative lives blossom. Their relationships gain meaning and depth and health. Their cycles of sexuality, creativity, work, and play are reestablished. They are no longer marks for the predations of others. They are entitled equally under the laws of nature to grow and to thrive. Now their end-of-day fatigue comes from satisfying work and endeavors, not from being shut up in too small a mindset, job, or relationship. They know instinctively when things must die and when things must live. They know how to walk away. They know how to stay. Mm. I love that there's so many ways to find ourselves and to refind ourselves and that it is a daily thing and a weekly thing and a monthly thing and a yearly thing and a life thing. And that this practice of paying attention is a lifestyle. It is an, a, a wonder. It is a way that we approach each other as a teacher. As an opportunity to learn more about ourselves. 
to learn more about the world around us, to look for the reflection of ourselves and others, and to then see ourselves from a new perspective that maybe we couldn't have done and couldn't have tapped into had we not had each other. For me, a piece of refinding myself in this world, a piece of living into myself has been stepping in and owning this sexuality. A piece of that came from living in an open marriage and, and feeling like now is the time to actually put those words out and to claim them and to know them and be okay with them. And, and there are many ways to exist in the world. There are many ways to relate to others. And I feel grateful for this story and this step into sharing this wildness that I feel this lion emoji sort of vibes. This way of celebrating the whole story to be here today. And I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what journey you have taken over this last week or this last month or this last year. I do not know the pain that is just behind your eyes or that you feel is maybe sitting in the backside of your chest. I do not know the hope that makes your fingers twitch. I do not know the longing that your chest and your throat calls for to know your voice and to be heard by someone who loves you. I do not know what it is that is heavy for you today. Another passage. This passage is this idea then of maybe, maybe we do not know, but then how do we find this wildness? How do we, how do we tap into this? And for me, like, Maybe this was, this was a way to refine myself and now I will need to refine myself again and again and again and again, right? From the book. I'll tell you right now, the doors to the world of the wild self are few but precious. If you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much, you almost cannot bear it. That is a door. If you learn, if you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. And so whatever it is you're carrying that you feel like you are not able to send forth this wildest nature of yourself, I hope you find those doors. And that as the intention of this podcast, this intention to, to encourage you in that journey, whatever that looks like for you. And for me, it has looked like one thing and one thing that has created a lot of change in my life that I am grateful for. 
and that there will be more stories coming. And this is just the beginning. I have my hand on my heart. I am grateful for the way that our wildness can meet each other. And even if it doesn't make sense to you or to me at times, that, that there is this natural, right? There's the wild, the natural part of us. There's this internal piece of us stripped away from, from things we are told we must or have to do. that it is there it is there that we can meet each other and you know this morning I was holding my cat she jumped up on the on the table by me and and you know it's kind of interesting how in cats there's this conflict between wanting to be held and wanting to be free how they want to be here with you, but they don't want to be contained. And that is that lion for me. And I think that's for all of us. So more stories to come. more stories to come because we know that stories heal us and bring us together as communities and help us teach us about ourselves, which is one of the greatest gifts I think of this podcast for me to me, as well as for us together. Thank you. Mm. Go be brave and be wild.